Thanks. Yes. Uh, so today we actually don't have the meme of the week yet. And we also don't have a media review, but no big deal because we do have a uh, great interview for you today. And we have Seth the Senpai, who is an Oklahoma based Twitch streamer. So let's go ahead and add him to the Zoom link and then we will interview him. So here we have Seth the Senpai, an Oklahoma based Twitch streamer. So how are you doing today, Seth? Hey, doing good. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for being here. We're excited to have you. So Seth, tell us about yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? Fun fact, okay, et cetera. Cool, cool. Um, asking some good questions. Um, so I am- uh, <laughs> That's what we do here. Yeah. <laughs> I am Seth Senpai. Uh, my Twitch name is Seth the Senpai. I'm a variety streamer. I really like older games and JRPGs, retro kind of nostalgic games. Um, but I also do other types of content, such as uh, DJing. I'd like to do some cooking streams in the future. Uh, but I currently live in Oklahoma City. I am from Tulsa, though. Uh, excellent city. I miss it. Uh, and my fun fact, I once made Oklahoma City Thunder player Serge Ibaka a smoothie one time. Ooh, that is a fun fact. Cool. Yeah, I used to work at Jamba Juice, and um, apparently Serge Ibaka. Uh walked in nice and he was probably so tall you're like this guy has to be a basketball player yeah apparently it was really popular for um thunder players to come in that specific store um in edmund oh. uh, apparently russell westbrook or um kevin durant would come in i don't really know anything about basketball but ah. all my friends did so and so they were like oh my god and you're like who is this guy yeah <laughs> Yeah, I was like, who is this guy? He's really tall, though. He's really tall. That's awesome. Awesome. So, Seth, uh, what gave you the idea to start streaming? Yeah, so it all started last year uh, during the pandemic. A buddy of mine, a Twitch streamer by the name of Forte Win. I don't know if I'm allowed to drop his name in real life. He went to high school with us, but he started mm -hmm. streaming DJ sets, and he started streaming The Last of Us 2 whenever it came out. And I figured, hey, you know, if I can't get a DJ set, like a DJ gig in real life because of a pandemic, then, you know, maybe I can pretend to be a DJ on Twitch. And so <laughs> that's kind of uh, where I started out um, doing a lot of DJ music type streams and then eventually eased my way into more gaming. Okay, so where does Seth the Senpai come from? Oh, man. Okay. So the word senpai means upperclassman in <laughs> Japanese. And that word is so embedded in like modern day nerd culture and geek culture gaming. And um, Seth Senpai just sounded so goofy and so natural. And that's what I am known as on Twitter, Seth Senpai and uh, Instagram. But Seth Senpai was taken. So I ended up going with Seth the Senpai for Twitch. Nice. Well, um, I love it. I think it's hilarious. It rolls off. Funny. It rolls off the tongue, and it's right. Great. Yeah, it, it totally rolls off the tongue. Yeah, sounds so natural. <laughs> it, it really does. And Seth, the yeah. senpai, makes it sound like you are the only senpai, or you're the top senpai. Right. It, right. <laughs> yeah, like the one. <laughs> the only one. Right. Yeah. It it sounds uh, exactly like you said. Um, it's like I'm the guy. <laughs> you are. You're it. Did you always have a positive outlook on streaming? No, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I used to um, 
I don't know. I feel like I used to like look down on it. Um, maybe it's because I was so into the YouTube culture at the time. And so with YouTube, mm-hmm. um, I guess I just viewed streaming as like lazy content um, because there was no editing involved. Because, you know, with YouTube, there's like a ton of editing involved. And as both you and Steven both know, editing is hard. It's fun, but it's hard. Yeah. Uh, and so I guess I viewed, you know, streaming as lazy content because, you know, there's no editing involved, but that's not necessarily true. You do have to be entertaining, <laughs> you know, you yeah. have to be entertaining on the fly. It's, it's, it's different, right? There's a certain energy that you need to bring every time to the table. And I guess I didn't even realize that until I started watching more Twitch. I started getting into Twitch culture and my buddies started streaming and I thought, oh, hey, that's that's pretty cool. I'm starting to see that there's a social appeal to Twitch. I didn't really understand that until, you know, it's a shame that it took a pandemic to make me realize that um, with a lot of us not really going anywhere and kind of, you know, not doing anything in the house. Yeah, sure thing. Right. So is that kind of yeah. what changed your mind? So you, would you say that the Twitch? Oh, oh yeah, I'm sorry. sorry. You're behind sorry. me, Stephen. Sorry, go uh, ahead. No worries. <laughs> go, Stephen. Oh, Ask I, question. I, I thought I already went. Sorry. Okay. Um, so um, would you say that is what changed your mind? The fact that it could be entertaining and you're able to like create this content on the fly? Or um, do you think it's just the Twitch culture as a whole? Yeah. Twitch culture is fun, but I like the idea, um, the social aspect that people can interact with a content creator in real time and just have like these back and forth interactions. Uh, it makes playing a game or watching someone playing a game more enjoyable, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Cause like whenever Lydia streams escape from Tarkov, like that's something that I am like not good at at all, but Lydia's great at it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so whenever I watch her, it's like, Oh, Hey, like this is what the game is actually supposed to look like. Or um, for example, whenever you uh, replayed Chrono Trigger, like that took me a, you know, trip down memory <sighs> lane. Cause that's my favorite game of all time. And um, it's just so cool being able to like watch people who are either like playing a new game for the first time or they're playing a game that they're so experienced at that they're just so, you know, flipping good at that. It's just fun to watch. Absolutely. Yeah, I I, I loved when Lydia um, streamed Dark Cloud for a little bit. <laughs> I, I want you to stream that again. Please Dark stream Cloud. that on Twitch. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. I can do that. I can. I will do that for oh, you, awesome. Seth. I will do it just for you. Um. So you kind of told us what kind of content you already stream. You like to play um older older games, and then you have uh, DJ streams. So what can viewers expect when watching you? Yeah. Um. What they can expect? Yeah, I'd say definitely the DJ streams. Definitely a lot of older nostalgia games. Um, I really like playing games that I've never played before but are kind of nostalgic to other people like for example right now I'm currently playing Resident Evil 4 and I've never played Resident Evil 4 it's apparently the best one from what I've heard people love that game came out I don't know like 2005 for the GameCube and the PS2 Uh, so the experience of watching someone play a game for the first time that they have no idea um, what to expect 
Um, and then being able to interact with that person, just that combo is something special. Like Steven said, whenever I played Chrono Trigger for the first time, I had no experience with Chrono mm -hmm. Trigger. Had just kind of went in blind, not knowing what to expect. I didn't even know it was a time travel story. I mean, it makes sense, Chrono, you know, but right. Um, had a lot of fun playing that game. <laughs> so what's your favorite game of all time? I just want to know. Favorite game of all time? Oh, man. I really like Dark Cloud 1 and 2. Yes! Hey, there you go. Oh, my God. I really like Dark Cloud 1 and 2. I, I don't know. I really like Final Fantasy 6. That's mm. a very underrated Final Fantasy, I think. People yeah. really like 7. People really like 7, 8, 10. Never played 9. But I've always wanted to. But I think Final Fantasy VI, Dark Cloud 1 and 2, especially Dark Cloud 2. I really like Dark Cloud Dark 2. Chrono yeah. Trigger is up there too, though. It's a good I, game. I really liked that game. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one for sure. That's so awesome. um, what motivates you to keep streaming, Seth? Ah, oh, man. I love meeting new people on Twitch. That's That's my favorite thing. Like, I've met more people who... Are into Final Fantasy and JRPGs and Dark Cloud than I have, you know, in the past few months, than I have in the past 20 years. You know, I, I really like meeting new, either new viewers and followers or new streamers. Man, that's that's my favorite aspect. It's that social aspect, man. Mm hmm. Yeah, I agree. So, how do you think streaming has revolutionized content creation? content creation okay i think that the biggest appeal of streaming is one there's a ton of variety out there i think especially on twitch twitch has it done so well what well, there's there's so many categories and mm -hmm. i think you're bound to find something that you like there's you know there's people who do cooking streams there's musicians and there's djs there's people who do crafting streams. One of my friends in real life, she does a lot of crafting streamers, but then she also varies it with, you know, Animal Crossing or Phasmophobia. There's just a lot of variety out there. And um, again, it goes back to that uh, ability to interact with a content creator on the fly that I think separates it from other forms of media, such as youtube or movies or uh books not saying anything is bad about mm -hmm. those types of media but i think you know during the pandemic i think people are um they're wanting something a little more social while they're at home and i think streaming helps give them you know a piece of that yeah, I think yeah, so too. Sure. Um, and I think that's what finally, cause, cause I was kind of the same way uh, as you senpai, whenever I first started getting into streaming, I was like, I don't get it. Like, like, like I've talked to Lydia multiple yep. times about this. I was like, I don't understand the appeal of it. Like, I don't understand why people like to do it. But then once you start doing right. it, it's like, oh, mm -hmm. hey, this is actually something that <laughs> is a whole lot of fun and um, people really seem to enjoy. Um, so that is really cool. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's one of those things like the more you do it and the more you start to grow, the more, I don't know, you start to see the fruits of your labor. It takes a lot of time to actually like start building um, a community and followers. But I think once you start seeing, Hey, like my, 
like long days of streaming are starting to like finally pay off um, and you start getting into it more. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Definitely. All right. I think that's you, Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've asked the last three questions. Oh, did Steven. you? Okay. My what bad. is your favorite part of streaming, Seth? <laughs> yes. What is your favorite part of streaming, Seth? My favorite part, oh man. <laughs> I love meeting people who have similar interests and just being able to uh, uh, to talk to them about that stuff. Uh, again, yeah. like I think growing up in school, it was just so hard to meet people that were really into Final Fantasy, um, really into anime and manga, um, or even similar types of music. Maybe I was, just, I don't know, maybe I was just, meeting the the wrong types of people growing up. I don't know. I feel like it was kind of hard to to do that. Um, but on Twitch, if you have an interest, you can just click on a category and, and start watching. If there's a type of game you want to watch, you know, chances are that person, um, if they're into Final Fantasy, they're probably going to be into anime and manga. If they're a musician, they're probably going to be like if they're a DJ, they're probably going to be into EDM or house music. Uh, it's so easy to find something that you like. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of you um, touched on this a little bit. So how did you gain experience as a DJ? Because I feel like that's something that's really hard yeah. to, mm -hmm. to pick up, you know? Oh, man. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and let you know now I've never had an official gig in my life. I'm what you would call a bedroom DJ. So we love it, um, which doesn't mean which doesn't mean a DJ is bad if they're a bedroom DJ. It's it's just a DJ yeah. that hasn't been noticed yet. Uh, <laughs> so that's what I'd like to tell myself. But um, in 2017, uh, my buddy Forte Win uh, again, he's another streamer. Got me into streaming. Got me into DJing as well. It always comes back to that guy, Forte Win. Very very talented man. Anyway, he started. Um, learning the basics of DJing. And at the time, like Twitch, that was also something that I did not really understand the appeal of until I started watching more YouTube videos, started understanding what a DJ does and like the DJ philosophy and some of the basics and how they transition from one song to the next in these really creative and really smooth ways. And hearing people combine these two seemingly different songs or even different genres. I love when DJs will kind of switch up genres with, you know, two seemingly unrelated songs, but they end up going so well together. I thought, wow, that's something I want to do too. And I want to get people to dance and have fun and kind of get lost in the music. That's something that I, I really want to do. And so back in 2017, uh, on a whim, I ended up buying a DJ controller, which is kind of like a miniature set of turntables with a mixer. And I just started playing okay. around and kind of mixing, started out doing some house music and EDM and kind of moved on to other genres as well. But I have not looked back ever since. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, and some of my favorite streams that you do are your midnight radio hours. Um, do you plan on, <laughs> do you plan on bringing those back? Oh man. Probably for the summer. I don't know if I could do it that late, though. That's really late. 
midnight is so late. Yeah, so it is. I might it's really it. late. I might midnight do it in the so evening. <laughs> right. and, and and now thinking about it, because most of my audience um, on Twitch at the time were people I knew in real life. So streaming from like 10 o'clock to midnight on a Saturday night, like kind of kind of felt bad for making everyone stay up that late. So I, I'll probably do something similar, but move it to a much earlier time. Gotcha. 5 p.m. Way better. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That way everyone can go. Can that go way to bed I can afterwards. tune in, right? <laughs> right and right. I can tune in because I'm not up at midnight. Right. Let me tell you, Seth. I'm not up at Ooh. midnight. So, Seth, who or what have your, been your biggest creative influences? Mm -hmm. That's a great question, too. So, um, obviously, Forte Win. I wouldn't really be on Twitch without this guy, I wouldn't be DJing without this man. Very creative man. I wish he streamed more, but I know he's a very busy guy um, with work and everything. Very ambitious guy, too. And Steven and I went to, to high school with him, too. Uh, really, really cool guy. Uh, so I had to at least mention him, you know, at the very beginning. Um, also, DJ Carlo Atendido, if I'm saying his name right. He is a Filipino DJ YouTuber. And he's very, he's very good at tutorials and um, he's very beginner friendly because his whole philosophy is that it's not the equipment that makes the DJ, it's the skill and learning how to read a crowd and learning, um, knowing your audience and knowing what music to play. So I really like that um, kind of philosophy because I don't have expensive turntables. I don't have vinyl. Um, I just have a tiny entry level DJ controller. But with that, um, you know, with that tiny little DJ controller, you can you can DJ just as well. So I, I like him a lot. Also, as far as YouTubers go, I really like H3H3. <laughs> they're they're just funny and their editing's great. Um, video game donkey, his humor, top tier. Uh, Jack's films. I don't know if you guys watch Jack's films. Okay. No. Well, I like him because nothing he says is serious. You know, there's YouTubers that are really goofy, and then sometimes they'll they'll put on these more serious videos. And then there's Jack's films, who almost never means anything that he says. He's just a really goofy <laughs> guy. Um, he uh, he promoted the Emoji Movie, like ironically, um, to the extent yeah. where I guess that studio. I forgot what studio made the emoji movie, but they apparently invited him to the red carpet. Premiere. Oh my gosh. He went to it. Oh my God. His wife was really mad about that. But <laughs> he, he was really happy. <laughs> so Jack's films is really funny and he's great. Uh, and then monkey Jones, monkey Jones is a really underrated YouTuber. He doesn't make content on YouTube anymore. I don't even know if he streams anymore, but he's a really funny dude, really underrated guy. Nice. Um, so we kind of touched wow, on this. Awesome. Yeah. So we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but um, what have been some of your most memorable streams? Okay. Chrono Trigger, obviously. Uh, out of the games I've played, out of the new games that I've played, I mean, uh, Chrono Trigger was easily my favorite one that I've streamed. I could tell that that was a game that meant a lot to people. And a lot of people played it when they were kids or growing up. And being able to experience that story and those characters and that world for the very first time was incredible. Corridors of Time, easily the best track 
in the soundtrack. And I know you really liked that one too. Yeah, that's my favorite one. Um, followed very closely by Secret of the Forest. I Ooh, love Secret, Secret of the of Forest. Forest. Mm-hmm. What's the What's the track that plays when you first time travel, like the overworld map? Um, I think it's just called the, the wind. I think it's the, the wind, wind theme. Yeah, bump, the wind bump, 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 that bump, one. Bump. Yeah, <laughs> so good. It really is. Hearing that for the first time was really cool. So that's that's one of my favorite streams that I've done. I think the most important stream that I've done is Shenmue. I don't know if you're familiar with those Shenmue mm. games. Okay. Apparently, Shenmue was like one of the biggest influences on open world games, and. It's a, I, I'd say it's a pretty underrated game. It's got a cult following, but mm-hmm. it's a really old game for, for the Dreamcast. And for the time, it had the biggest budget out of any game on the market. And just the level of detail was really cool. But the reason I say it's the most important game that I've streamed is because through that one, that one game, through Shenmue, I was able to meet one streamer. And through that one streamer, they were able to introduce me to a ton of other streamers who I still interact with and um, keep up with and watch today. And, you know, it just goes to show you like <laughs> that, I don't know, you, you can just meet anyone on Twitch, you know, there's so many types of people you can meet. And, you know, I have Shenmue to thank for that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look that game up. I've never heard of it before, but I love a good open world game. Mm-hmm. So you just hit on um, streamers. So that is great segue into my next question. So if you could do a stream with any streamer, who would it be and why? Ooh, okay. So I, I got a few, got a few, okay? Okay. So uh, the first one, um, I don't know if this would count, but I noticed that in December, Terry Crews, was playing the exact same game that I was playing at the exact same time. And I almost raided him. I kind of regret not raiding him after the stream because I could have said that we raided Terry Crews. Like, who doesn't want that? Yeah. Um, he was apparently playing Danganronpa, which is a Japanese murder mystery visual novel. It's it's a fun yeah. game. But it, I, I'm surprised he was playing that. Um, but anyway, Terry Crews would have been fun. Uh, I also heard that the artist Doja Cat streams occasionally. I don't know what her Twitch handle is, but I think she would be a lot of fun to stream with. She's got a really funny Twitter. Yeah. I love love seeing Doja Cat's tweets. She would be a lot of fun. But uh, for actual, like, I guess streamers, I think Moist Critical. I don't know if you're familiar with mm. Moist Critical. He's just a really funny dude. Mm-hmm. Everything that comes out of that guy's mouth is just gold. I think he would be he would be the one that I would I would pick to stream with. Yeah. Cool. Good choices. Yeah. Very good choices. Um so why do you think that Twitch is the best platform for streamers and would you say that Twitch has a less toxic user base compared to yeah. other platforms? I'd say so. I I'd say they have a less toxic user base. I feel like um Twitch tends to value their content creators more than other platforms i know youtube was just known for like not really caring about smaller channels or um (laughs) their creators in general it was very very common for people to get demonetized on youtube Mm -hmm. and 
I don't really know how the algorithm on YouTube works. I don't, I don't think anyone knows how the algorithm works on YouTube anymore, but it was really hard for like smaller channels or channels that required a lot of editing to get noticed because I think the algorithm favored people who would post like, you know, consistently like once a day or once a week versus someone like John Tron who posts maybe once every like six months or nine months, you know, but I, I feel like Twitch generally as a whole cares more about um, their creators. Occasionally you'll hear like a streamer gets banned for like no reason or like a really petty reason or something like that. But um, I think as a whole, Twitch is a good platform. Same here. Yeah. Cause I remember we I moved agree. from Facebook to Twitch and it was just like light, like night and day different. Yeah. Yeah, I figure you guys it would really like um, the Switch. I don't know how Facebook um, is for streaming, though. It's not easy. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, Oof. So what is on the horizon for Seth the Senpai? Yes. Okay. So there's definitely some streams that I'd like to keep in mind for the future. Uh, being able to do a cooking stream would be really fun. Jackbox has been like on the list like since day one and I, I need to bite the bullet and figure out um, what kind of event, maybe maybe for like my affiliate anniversary, maybe I'll do some Jackbox. I feel like that's, you know, who doesn't love Jackbox? I absolutely don't love Jackbox. And that's a good game for for viewers to get involved and, you know, for me to, to interact with them. Jackbox would be fun. I'd like to do Dance Dance Revolution. Ooh, that'd be cool. Dance Dance Revolution would be fun. <laughs> yeah. Or like a Dance Dance Revolution, like Tulsa, like, or OKC, or just Oklahoma, like content creators tournament. Oh, I just no. have a bunch of content creators, like playing Dance Dance Revolution. That's just so funny to me. That would be hilarious. Um, I think it would be fun. I mean, you know, I think it would be fun to do a Tears for Peers episode one of these days with you guys. Uh, I don't know what we would rank. I know I threw the idea of fish out there, just ranking different types of fish. <laughs> just because how ridiculous that is. Or like plants, maybe. It is ridiculous. Maybe plants or, or fish. Oh, plants. Yeah. You know, it's it's so vague. Um, you know, it's just vague enough to work. Haven't you guys done vegetables or was that fruit? We did fruits. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Matt, uh, Matt and I did fruits and that was funny. Um, nice. that was a really good one. And then Lydia and I, we've done Disney movies. So yeah, we, um, Ooh, yeah. um, we will definitely get a tears for peers planned out with you. <laughs> tears for peers is just such a flexible, like series. You, you could do anything with that. And that's, that's why it's one of my favorite things that you guys have done or like the, the fast food one. Um, uh, for your 24 the, hour. Yeah. Yeah. That was brutal. Oh, the 24 hour stream. It was fun though. It was a good time. Oh man. Maybe. I loved it. I actually loved it. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. You guys. Gave... I got. Oh, go I ahead. got the two a.m. slot, and I I got the two a.m. slot, and I was like, "Hey, let's do it." <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, maybe right. I'll do a maybe I'll do a twenty four hour stream one of these days. That's pretty ambitious, yes. though. Like, props to you guys. Like, even taking shifts, that's still really exhausting. I don't know how people do it. Yeah, I don't me know either. How they do it no. just alone. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Me either. So, uh, so Senpai, where can uh, new users, uh, new viewers find you at? Yes. Uh, they can find me, uh, one twitch.tv slash 
Seth the Senpai on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at at <laughs> Seth Senpai. <laughs> and then on Instagram, you can also find me at Seth underscore Senpai. Love it. Cool. Uh, Seth, do you have yeah. a, a schedule that you stream on Twitch? You have a Twitch stream schedule? Or oh, man. Kinda... I used to. I used mm-hmm. to have a schedule. And uh, it used to be really long. I used to stream for like eight to 10 hours at a time. Now I don't do that anymore just because it's, it's so exhausting. And um, there's, you know, other, other projects that I want to work on too. Like I need to work on my art more, need to practice drawing more. And um, when you're streaming for eight to 10 hours a day, you don't really have the time for that. Uh, So I used to have like a schedule. It was like 2 PM to like 10 PM, something like that. Now I don't really do more. I don't really do that. Um, now my schedule is usually on a week to week basis. Okay. Usually about like noon, like noon or one o'clock to like five and that's it. Love that. That's a good, good times. Nice. All right. So we can go ahead and go ahead and head into Stevia sound off, which is a section where team Stevia sends us questions or questions and takes good or bad. We don't care. And as long as they're within (laughs) reason, everyone on the show will answer them. We post a weekly thread on our Instagram story and our Twitter, and we have a dedicated channel on our discord for this section. So let's see what we have in the mailbox this week. So Professor JTAG asks, um, Brother Clementine brought the topic up, but are there any game series franchises that you love the storytelling of, but you're not a huge fan of playing them yourself? If so, what game? Wow. Yeah. So for me, um, my, my answer for this, I, I mean, I know Tarkov doesn't really have a lot of storytelling in it, um, but that's one that I don't like to play, but I love to watch um so that's mine is escape from tarkov for me i'd say like horror games because horror games are just so spooky for me like i feel like i'm barely getting by playing resident evil 4 right now and in that game you can't shoot and walk like you can't aim and walk around at the same time you have to like stand still in one place and aim um Yeah, the older Resident Evil games, you can't walk around and aim. Like, you have to, like, just sit there and try to... Yeah, you have to, like, sit there in one confined place and aim at the zombies. So I think maybe, like, the earlier Resident Evil games or or Silent Hill, I like watching those games, but it just spooks me too much to play them. Too scary. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to get roasted for this answer, so just be prepared. But... I love the story of The Legend of Zelda, but I am not a huge fan of playing Zelda. That's fair. No, I think that's fair. And I feel that's like fair. I feel like it, I, it's just like, dang, man, it's a, they're always long and but the story's really good and I'm super, you know, I know about The Legend of Zelda and all the, you know, all the characters and whatever. It's just a game that I have never I've never completed any of the games. <laughs> never. <laughs> Yeah, um, the Zelda games are really long. And then the other thing is that the, the timeline's all over the place, which makes it right. really hard. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and then... Um, and then JTAG also asked, uh, who designed your logos for the show as well as your individual streaming platforms? Who wants to go? 
Steven? So for the podcast logo, I designed that. Um, I did that one. Um, and then for my individual streaming platforms, um, Sarah Frick did mine, who we know from Golden Ones. Oh, was that where um, the like synthwave like PBS logo comes from? She designed uh, that. Um, the 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 STVN logo. So this uh, this guy right here, she yeah, uh, she that designed one. that. Yep. Oh yeah, I I love that one. I just love the aesthetic of um, your channel. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I guess I don't really have a logo. I kind of just drew something. Um, I just drew myself and uh, just put that as my Twitch profile pic. <laughs> we love it. And I got my logo off of, um, how do you say it, Steven? Fever? Fiverr? Fiver. It could be Fever, though. Fiver is great. We do this every time. Yeah. We do this every time. I'm never know, I never know what, how to pronounce it. So Fiverr. I um, <laughs> found a logo company on Fiverr, and they, they did it for me. So. Right on. So next up, I ask, um, Seth, what truly is the greatest anime betrayal of all time? Oh, man. <laughs> the true... <laughs> the greatest anime betrayal of all time. Oh, gosh. Um, probably the fact that there's not Paul Blart Mall Cop 3. Yet. Okay. That is the biggest okay. anime betrayal of all time. <laughs> we need the trilogy completed. Ah, uh, yeah. Stop. <laughs> That's you funny. Ridiculous. Uh. I can't. That there's no Paul Bart Mall Cop 3. Um, and then next up, I want to know, uh, of course, which elementary school was the best? Oh, Westwood Wranglers. Westwood Wranglers. Oh Westwood Wranglers, baby. <laughs> yeah, we're the best kids in town. <laughs> Is that like part of the motto or whatever? That was part of the uh, the it's... theme song. Oh, yeah. See, I don't actually remember it, but I just know that Westwood was, in fact, the best elementary school. It was. Yeah, so for a bit of background, you Seth and I funny. have known each other since third grade. So, because yeah. I, I don't think we've mentioned that yet. Um, and then since they uh, win, um, he asks, um, can Seth share his DJ setup? And I don't know if he means like, can he actually borrow it or can you share <laughs> what? Because um, I think this is your cousin. That is my cousin, Sensei yeah. Win. Yeah. Um, so my, my DJ controllers that I use, that is the. Uh, the Pioneer, I think SSB, D. Well, let me look this up. The Pioneer, I think it's the DDJ two hundred. Yeah, the Pioneer DDJ two hundred. It's just a tiny little controller. Um, it gets the job done. As for my speakers, I want to say they're JBL powered speakers. I don't remember the specific type. And then uh, the table that I use, it's not really anything special. It's just a folding table that I used, that I bought from Amazon. And uh, I also use like a, like a tablecloth to put over that, a black tablecloth to make it look a little more fancy than it actually is. Gotcha. Well, do, um, your, yeah, your DJ setup is it. so cool. It's, it's amazing. Um, Lydia, do you want me to pronounce this next one or do you want to try it? You know, I was just sitting here looking at it like, oh, dang, <laughs> I don't think I can do it. I tr always try and it never works out for me. So if okay. you want to pronounce the name and I'll ask the question. Okay. D that's a good compromise deal. Okay. Uh, so Vagina Leon, <laughs> the Magnamius. Oh ass. <laughs> Thoughts on the current state and future of VR. 
So I think that VR right now, I have never uh, invested in in VR because I think that it's going to be like way better in the next five years. Um, I think that the future of VR is like, that's how we're going to play our games eventually. It's like virtual reality. Like, you really think so? Like, um, I think it's going to be like the uh, the Oasis in, um, what, what movie is that, Seth? What book is that? <coughs> Um, Steven hasn't watched the movie. It's Ready Player One. Gosh. Thank you, Ready Player uh, One. Yeah. That's what I thought. So I think huh. that eventually it's going to be the Oasis out here. But that might be not for like a thousand years. I don't know. <laughs> so you think that's the future of gaming? Yeah. See, I think that VR will always be there as an option, but I don't think it'll overtake how we play our games. And that's my, and, um, and that's my opinion on virtual reality. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, I think the last time I played virtual reality, I think I was just playing Beat Saber at a friend's house. And mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what it's going to be like in the next like five to 10 years. Hopefully, hopefully it's like, you know, crazy good at that time. I think, you know, I'm more with Steven. I see it like as an option. I could see more games having uh, VR as an option. I think Resident Evil 7 like had an option for VR and it looks pretty dope. Um, but I, I feel like, um, you know, people are there. I don't know. I feel like people are always going to want to play on a controller. Uh, if you're like me, um, you might get motion sickness from VR. I don't know. Um, I see myself getting motion sickness from VR. That's why I'm like, I don't know if I want to like buy it <laughs> just yet. Right. We'll see though. Yeah, that's kind of how I am too. Like if a friend has it, of course I want to play it, but I don't think I want to buy it for myself. Mm. You know? Yeah, I don't, I think that I won't buy it for a couple more years for sure. Yeah, Until absolutely. Until I can like run around in Tarkov and shoot people VR, I'm not buying oh, it. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised there's not well, a- awesome. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm surprised there's not like a VR option for Tarkov yet. <laughs> would just that not be run crazy? Around. It would be so, <laughs> so crazy. That would be, I would have so much, that would be the, a form of anxiety, I think. Like I sometimes get a little overwhelmed playing just normally. And so having it like you're in the game, that would be crazy. I'd like to see some like motion capture, like if there's a way to run like in VR without having to hold a joystick. If you just like, I don't know, like actually run. That'd be pretty dope. That would be, that cool. would be pretty cool. Like yeah, almost like put you on like a treadmill type sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And hooked yeah, it up. Yeah. There's like a, if there's like some sort of like exactly like a treadmill controller type of thing. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. That would be legit. That would be awesome. Well, Senpai, thank you so much for being on the show today. We appreciate you, man. Hey, yeah. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So um, you can follow us on all the social media platforms with the handle at the Stevia show. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whichever podcast app you listen to. If you're on YouTube, just search for the Stevia show and subscribe with that notification button and be sure to smash that bell icon. <laughs> Make sure to check out our streams. We stream at least once a week. Streams can be found on Twitch at twitch.tv slash lidwins and twitch.tv slash stvn92. And 
twitch.tv slash Seth the Senpai. Yes, the Follow Senpai. Follow us on social media. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on social media to find stream schedules. Anchor and Patreon producers are able to join in multiplayer streams as well. Yes, and we also have merchandise available through our links in our bio and our show notes. So whenever you visit us online, just check out our link tree and click on merch. We ship nationwide as well. And thank you for the following for supporting the Stevia Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Bravado Wireless is your go-to when it comes to all things connected. Now that spring has entered the, ja- entered the chat, it's time for some spring cleaning, and that might mean it's time to upgrade that old phone. Starting April 15th, you can get half off a brand new iPhone 12 or Samsung S9 for new customers as part of our, as part of our new premium data plan. For more information, call your local Bravado Wireless store or head to bravadowireless.com. As well as community members like you. Remember, you can support us on Anchor or Patreon for as little as 99 cents a month. Thank you. Um, well, again, thank you so much, um, Seth the Senpai, for being on the show. Be sure, um, Team Stevia, to go check out Seth the Senpai um, whenever he streams, because his streams are awesome. Um, and we're looking forward to uh, more streams and more on the horizon for you. Uh, but for now, this is Steven. And then I think Seth is below here. <laughs> Seth? Oh, He's like, do what I do? I do? Say, this is yeah. Seth. Oh. <laughs> this is Seth, the senpai. 